Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Greetings, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Today will be a continuation from last week, so it's a special report on Uganda Part 2. Uh, Brother Tim Dodd is back in Canada as of Monday. We will be sitting down with him in the studio next week for an in-person session. But as for now, enjoy another series of testimonies of events that took place in Uganda last week. I trust it will be a blessing to you. Until next time, God bless you. We're in the vehicle now after the last service in Uganda and we just had a wonderful time at Namagura and we'll maybe come back to that. But last podcast we left off after traveling from Iganga down to Kampala from the meetings with Brother Stephen Abali to the meetings with Brother Fred Chienji. So on Tuesday we traveled to Kampala about three to four hours and then on Wednesday we were picked up by Brother Moses and traveled to the first meeting in the um, the area with Brother Fred now I'm gonna have to ask him for details because I don't have it in front of me the name of the first meeting down in this region was what Bukuya Bukuya was a church that had recently come into the message and uh, we had a meeting outside under some tarps, probably about, I'm going to say, 300 people. Yes, around 350. Okay. Yeah, around. I always estimate low. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a wonderful meeting there and yeah. preached on the things of God there and had a wonderful time with the believers there. This has been a rainy season here in Uganda. And a lot of rain has fallen while we've been here. Sometimes thunder, lightning, storms. We certainly had the power knocked out while we were with Brother Stephen Abali at his house. I think we had about two and a half days with no power. But nevertheless, the Lord was good to us and we were able to carry on. So now, after the Wednesday service, we traveled back again, I think two to three hours back into Kampala. And we were supposed to be heading up into the Luero area uh, and then with brother, be with Brother Karuna, who, Haruna, who is uh, up in that area, ministered for him in his area just after he had come into the message, just after we came, after the COVID restrictions had lifted. And we had a service there, a wonderful time with them. And I was very extremely disappointed that the rains had been too heavy and the road up into that area had been blocked. Now, I'll give my version of it and Brother Moses can uh, relay his thoughts on it. And that is that the team that had traveled up into the first meeting had uh, traveled overnight to the Luero area to be ready for the second meeting. However, the road was unpassable and they had to sleep on the road and that was very unfortunate brother Moses why don't you tell us the story 
Well, uh, we first had a meeting at Bukuya, that is around 130 kilometers from Kampala. So, because as always, it is our helping team that helps us to go organize these services, so that, so that by the time the preacher comes in, that is Brother Tim, he finds the church services ready for the word. So this team had slept over in Ibukuya, and the next day, that is Thursday, we had a meet, another meeting in Iruero, a place called Champorogoma. That is around 300 kilometers from Bukuya to Ruero. So uh, this team had to travel in the night because the next service in Champorogoma was the following day. So they traveled in the night to ensure that they reached there earlier for the preparations of, of the service. And along the, the way, it rained. Just like Brother Tim has told you, here it is the season of the rain. Actually, in the, the months of October and November, we receive much rains. So when it rained heavily, the roads, you know, our roads here, not all of them are, are tarmac. Most of them are maram roads. So because they are maram roads, when it rains heavily, they, 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 they become impassable. So they, didn't, they did not recognize that it was raining where they were going, only to find out on the, on the way that it had rained heavily and the roads were impassable. The only thing they could do, because they couldn't turn back, it was in the night. They couldn't go forward, the roads were impassable. They just slept in their vehicles, they were using the, the commuters, the buses, and they slept there waiting for the mornings to come so they get some village people the area people and the church members to help them dig out the cars that we are stuck in the road now just to clarify brother moses uh when you say the team we're talking about a choir musicians ministers yes. that travel together how many people are on that team are we around uh, 25 all together so 25 people stuck in the middle of the road yes. overnight yes. having to sleep out and try and find some food in the morning yes these are 25 people youths mainly and uh, when we talk about the choir the sisters that help these churches to capture because they are new churches they don't know our you know we call them message songs they are used to this kind of music of the pentecostal way right. so usually i try to teach them the songbook songs that is why we move these sisters they help us to organize the singing then some brothers to help us with some deconary work so they slept on their way because they they were in a place that was strange to them new to them so in the morning when it came to the morning uh because the people of the place had woken up they had they got some holes they pushed the cars they digged out the vehicles it took them some time hard work because still even in the during the day it rained so according to the reports because i was part of brother team i couldn't reach there but according to the reports uh, they kept the whole day in the in the in the roads mm -hmm. they didn't move to the church and they never came back so they came back in the night still my 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 now our hearts went out for the group when brother fred sent me a couple of short video clips of them trying to push the vehicles yeah. push the buses all of those things it, it really broke my heart for two reasons number one was that the meeting had to be canceled yeah. but number two i know brother fred's health is not strong yeah. and i was really sad that he was caught in the middle of it yeah. and so we certainly pray that 
Brother Fred Chienji, Brother Moses' father, uh, will be strengthened and encouraged. I know that he was very weak the next day. The next day was Friday, which was a preparation day for the Saturday meeting, which, which is kind of the climax meeting of the week. Yes. Over at Cedar Church, they were setting up chairs and, yeah. and uh, setting up structures to shelter the people. Yeah. And so the, I think you said you, initially you had 1,800 chairs. Yeah, initially that is on Friday because my dad, when he, when he came back the following day, he was a bit weak because of his health, like you've said. So I had to conduct to see that those things move on. That is why it is me that went to hire those chairs. And I had initially hired 1,800 chairs. But during day, when I went to pick Brother Tim, people had come in many numbers. So I left Brother Don uh, together with some sisters to organize, and we see that we get more chairs. And according to the books, the reports, we had a gathering of around oh, 2,016, what, 2,160 people that came in attendance on the meeting of Saturday. Now, some of the people arrived on Friday. What do they do overnight? Um, come again? What do they do in the nighttime? Where do they sleep? Uh, still, they slept in those taplins that you saw. Because there were many, they couldn't fit in our small church that we have. Okay. So that is why in the night, we had to construct this kind of a shelter taplin because of the rains. You know, Brother Tim, whenever you've been coming, we've been hiring some tents. Right. Now, this time round, we resorted to taplins because of the rains, the tents can never fit. Sure. So, but the tarpaulins can create some wider area where everyone can feel comfortable. So they had the night in there. Yes, by God's grace, we were able to provide some a cup of co coffee for them because we were sleeping in the cold. Right. So that helped them to pass through the night okay. and wait for the service in the morning. There you have the dedication of the people in Uganda that many Probably hundreds of people came at night. Yes, and stayed overnight on the grounds. Around uh, 400, around 465 people that I registered that came in the night. And were there ready in the morning yeah. for the meeting. Yeah. Amen. Now, all of these people were ready in the morning, and unfortunately. Uh, not just because of rain, but because of traffic, <laughs> the service was delayed. Exactly. Yes, because of, like I said, one, we shouldn't put aside the rains because even in the morning it rained heavily. Mm. And when it rains, it causes much traffic here. So when it rains, because people delay to go to work. And when they, it stops raining, you'll find that everyone gets out of his house to go to work. And when they jump all out of their homes, you'll find traffic. So, yes, traffic delayed us, but it was because of the rains. And uh, because of the traffic, and we couldn't just start, you know, like the Bible says, when you're going to eat, you should wait one another. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't just start the service without at least ensuring that at least 70% of the believers are around. Okay. So that is why we had to push the services. We delayed to, to, to start a bit. And uh, so that we ensure that everyone gets on board. What time did you start the service? Uh, they started, the service started at around 10. That mm. is 10. That is, that is the time when, you know, because 400 people had slept there. Right. Then the others had already come. And uh, at around 10, service began. But the preaching was started at around, uh, I think you were given the, uh, the podium at uh, 10, at 4? 
I think about four is correct. Around four. Because we are also caught by traffic on our journey to come. Right, right. So when you speak about the starting of the service, it is we are speaking about, you know, the songs, the singings, the, you know, the announcements, the testimonies. You know, it is, it is always a usual service. Amen. So there you have it. Before the preaching of the word. Yes, we have them. Was uh, six hours of preliminaries. Yes. And then the ministry of the word yes and when i after i had preached for about probably about an hour and a half i i asked the people shall i quit and they said no yeah <laughs> you should keep going that was a little unusual <laughs> of course actually personally me because the preaching became in it came in late we i i thought these people were tired of waiting right because usually at four uh, these meetings are done right the preaching is done People are going in for lunch and going back home. But at four, where we are supposed to end, it is when the preaching was starting. So, but we thank God who used Brother Tim. I know I always tell him that there is a way he brings out the word that the people still want to hear more from him. So when he started preaching, people enjoyed the preaching. And most importantly, God showed us a supernatural sign that people could never waver from what they were hearing. Amen. That is wonderful, Brother Moses. And what Brother Moses is talking about was the rain that tried to rain on us. Now, I'll just share it the way it happened, and yeah. you can uh, do what you want with it, but I give the glory to God. Now, after I'd be, when I had begun preaching at around four o'clock or so, uh, the rain, which was projected to be raining all day, uh, had, it started to sprinkle a little bit. And so I prayed while I was opening the service that God would give us good weather and hold back the rain. And so the sprinkling stopped and we were happy for that and uh, very satisfied. I, I felt like, well, okay, that's, I guess the Lord has heard us and we won't have to deal with it. And then about half an hour into the service, the skies opened up and it began to pour rain. And it was very disturbing many of the people well all the people that were in the open scrambled for shelter yeah and they took their chairs and they rose up out of the rain and tried to get away and maybe a few had umbrellas or something that they could put yes. over their heads and they they quickly it was disruptive to the service well i i wasn't going to i wasn't willing to take no for an answer and i just I have no other way to say it than I spoke to the storm and and said, rain, I resent you, or storm, I resent you from coming. Exactly. I says, the rain has to stop and the storm has to go back where it came from. And then I continued preaching. And, uh, and this I did in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as I was continued preaching, the rain was still starting, it hadn't stopped. And so it didn't stop immediately. And so as I stood there preaching, the, the devil worked on me to say, see, you, you're, you don't have enough faith. You don't have any, what it takes. And I thought, no, it doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter what I'm thinking. I am a son of God in the sight of God, redeemed by the blood of the lamb. And I just kept uh, my faith positive. And within about a minute or so, the rain began to decrease and finally became nothing. Yep. It stopped raining completely. And then wasn't long after that, that the sun broke out. 
and bathe the people in nice warm sunlight and we were so thankful for that brother Moses yes. is that what you experienced exactly I saw with my eyes and I'm the living witness to that you know like I said we are in a season of rains it rains during day it rains in the night any hour from now it can rain actually that day I was with him, one of my brothers that is brother Don and we were checking on the weather forecast of that day According to the weather forecast of that day, it was going to rain the whole day. Mm. But we had made preparations. Our church cannot accommodate all those numbers of people. Then we said, if God can help us and doesn't rain, then we would be very much grateful. Then we kept our faith still. But in the morning, it rained heavily. It stopped many people from coming. Mm. So we were much of discouraged, like I can say. So, uh, but during uh, the noon hours, it stopped a bit. Then when the preaching came in, you know, like the devil always does, he tries to intimidate us. He sure. tries to show us that we are nothing. Yeah. Just yeah. like you just said, right. to create a fear in us and a doubting. So when you just, when you had just been given the pulpit, the skies turned dark. Mm-hmm. It threatened to rain. I got worried because the people were all over. Mm-hmm. We could not have enough shelter for them to hide them from the rains. So through Brother Tim, uh, God used him in a wondrous way. He prayed and he said, if we can join our faith, this rain is not going to rain. Mm-hmm. I raised my faith. We raised our faith. Then it stopped a little bit. Then I thought like it has gone. But just like he has, he has just said, the devil always keeps on checking on you to see how firm you are. It started drizzling and the people scattered everywhere. And when they got scattered trying to hide away from the rain, then I said, ah, it is going to rain. Mm. Then there and then, Brother Tim said, I did not say that it should rain a little. Neither should it just drizzle. I said, I don't want any rain rain i resent you and when he said that he just said that to me in my heart i said in my heart because i was interpreting amen and when it happened by faith i don't know how god did it rain stopped there and then the dark sky skies turned bright where nobody had hopes of sunshine you know in the evening Mm. 10 at at 4 p.m it is always hard to find that bright sunshine but sunshine came out in a brighter way that no people, no one could tell how it had come out. Amen. And we glorify God for that because it never disturbed our service. Amen. So we appreciate God for that great testimony. Yeah. It was a living sign that indeed God proved the word. Amen. And when the word was being preached, people could see and recognize what Brother Tim was talking about mm. because still he was talking about that perfect faith. Amen. Amen, Brother Moses. It was sure a confirmation for the people. And a further confirmation was when we left the site. Yeah. At about 7.30, it was getting quite dark. Yes. And we left the site. The meetings were over. The meeting with the ministers was over. Yes. And then we we drove away, and I didn't realize what happened next. You could tell the tell the audience what happened next. And then after the services, because they ended a bit late, uh, Brother Tim left the ground at around 7 30 or 40, I would just have to cross-check my time. And when they left, uh, you know, people were here and there, everyone looking for his things, his luggage, to see how we can go back. It started raining. 
this time round it did not warn us it just from nowhere started raining heavily for one hour and a half minutes people could not move people got stuck people left the ground when it stopped raining at around 10 my 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 now these people are coming from far we had nothing to do but still that just proved the sign that mm -hmm. God stopped the rains mm -hmm. just like uh, Joshua stopped the sun. Mm -hmm. And after the battle, the sun, the sun went in its normal way. Mm -hmm. So even now, after the preaching of the word, the clouds have, to, uh, the, the, the weather had to go back to its normal form. Amen. So we glorify God for that testimony. And indeed, it was a living one. Amen. You know, we can't help but just recite what happened. And uh, we give God all the glory. We thank him for his answer to prayer and coming on the scene for the people yeah. it would have been miserable to preach for another hour in the pouring rain yes. and god was gracious to us we thank god now we also have in the vehicle junior chinji or as we call him or fred jr and uh, he made a comment earlier that i want him to repeat he talked about as he moved around the congregation how the faith of the people seemed to be uniting yeah. around the word Yes, brother Tim. Uh, I was on the camera, and I remember I had your phone with me. So while I was moving, trying to take a little bit of uh, the call them pictures here. You call them stills, and you were mentioning and uh, resenting the rain. At first, people were murmuring, or like, well, "Will it really happen?" And others were starting to move by the sides to, <laughs> to see where they can get the shelters. But then when it stopped raining, and then you mentioned again that you don't want any little bit of rain or any sort of drizzling, mm -hmm. they all just said, Amen, and they came back and sat sit, sitting. It was very amazing because I saw people coming back through the rain, not running away from the rain. I'm like, what are they doing? It was a united faith. Amen. Amen. Thank you, my brother. These are wonderful things, and we thank God for His grace. This message is real. Yes. This is not some philosophy. Yes. This is the power of God revealed in His bride, and that's what we have been ministering on. Amen. Now, we've just finished the last service. Yes. And we're, we've been up in, have I got it right, Namagira? Namagira? Yes, Namagira. And... Uh, so we were just, it's about three hours from Kampala. We drove three hours today. We're, we're actually leaving tonight on an airplane to go back home. But uh, we drove three hours out, drive three hours back and have a two, three hour service. And we had a wonderful time with the believers there. Amongst saints that have recently come into the message, they were removed from their church. And they have a twofold testimony, number one, is that they were kicked out of their building by their denomination. Yes. And we built them a shelter. Yeah. Number two, it was originally a woman pastor. Yeah. And she handed it over because of the light of the word shone into her soul. Yeah. And she handed it over to Brother Richard, the pastor, yeah. now yeah. to pastor the people. Yeah. And she still attends the church there. Yeah. And so we say, God bless her abundantly. Amen. For that sacrifice she gave up the natural things yes. that she might inherit the spiritual things Hallelujah. and we give god the praise for that we had a wonderful service with them there they're still needing a latrine yeah. they have the the uh, tin shelters that we have been building the tin church 
but they are now need a sanitary facility as the as we find the governments in the country are enforcing that upon the people we actually have eight latrines left to build which we're just waiting for funds if anybody has a burden to help the people in that way and so overall we've had wonderful meetings brother moses what is your overall thoughts towards the meetings here in uganda uh always your visit brother tim is uh, a wonderful visit to uganda because you know here when these people get to hear from you when they get to hear from you people coming from their coming from the west coming to africa they highly feel uplifted and sometimes you know being in africa people feel like they are you know segregated you know they are not uh, loved but when you come in here it helps them grow stronger now these are people that are just we call them newborns because they are from pentecostals right. and it has been a great work through my dad that is pastor change who is moving forward uh, uh, going meeting these pentecostal pastors teaching them the word showing them the scriptures and then when they accept we bring them uh, into the message of the hour we we baptize them now it, this has happened from 2017 and when i speak about them being newborns it is because we believe they have not yet grown in the word mm. but the way these people are welcoming the word the way they are receiving it the way they are eager to learn to to you know to understand to find out what is more in the message it really encourages us to move forward like we've moved in these different places number of people more crowds have been gathering around to come and witness the the word of god and we really bless god because this is not a man of a man the work of a man but this is indeed what we call the work of the holy spirit now there was a wonderful testimony that came out of the Bukuya meeting on Wednesday, the first meeting that we had in Brother Fred's area. The pastor there is introduced his bishop, former bishop, at the end of the service. Brother Moses, tell us what happened. Yeah, the first meeting that we had, uh, this ends of Brother Chinji in the central part of Uganda. We went to Bukuya. And when we had a meeting there with Brother Tim after the preaching, the pastor that hosted us for those meeting invited, uh, introduced to us his former bishop, uh, whom he wanted us to see. Then after showing us him, we left the place because I was driving Brother Tim. We left Pastor Chiinji and the other people in a ministerial meeting. So the reports that we got, the testimonies that we got after when they came back, they told me that uh, the bishop surrendered and accepted the, to the message of the hour and he told us that he wants us to go meet his 30 churches because he's a bishop of 30 churches he wants us to give this message to those people so that they get to know more about the truth so very soon we are planning to baptize they actually wanted to be rebaptized that same day but because the following day we had another meeting in Ibuku, in Luero baptisms could not be conducted so we are just planning to do them in the coming month amen now what was the pastor's name in bukuya uh, the pastor's name is pastor muchibi godfrey and how long has he been in the message uh according to the testimony of pastor chinji this uh, pastor chinji met this pastor way back in 1989 i think if i'm not mistaken right and he was a young boy by then mm -hmm. when he was just started 
by then Pastor Shinji had just gotten into the message of the hour. So he met this, this young boy in a family somewhere. He preached to that family. His mother accepted the message. His grandmother, sorry, accepted the gospel. And when he accepted, these boys grew seeing Pastor Chiinji as their pastor. Mm. But because pastor, because of the long journeys, the distances here and there, Pastor Chiinji had kept long without visiting them. So this young man grew into an old man and became a pastor without Pastor Chiinji knowing. Now recently, this year, no, last year, when we went, uh, the grandmother died, they called Pastor Chiinji to do the funeral service. So when we went there, this is when he met this young man, who was a young man then, but now an old man, a pastor in Ibukuya. So he spoke to this young man. The young man had backslidden from the message because he was a young man by then, and he had gone into the Trinity kind of way. So when he saw Pastor Chiinji and heard the words he was speaking, he required to be rebaptized. So we rebaptized him and required us to go to his church. We went to his church and uh, the church also surrendered. They believed. We baptized the church and that is where we had the ministry. So I cannot say he's an old man in the message because he was a young boy by then. So he's, I don't know how you can describe that. He's not old, he's not young. <laughs> he knew of the message, but really it had not quickened him until just last year. Yes, exactly. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you, Brother Moses. We kindly pray that you keep us in prayers. We don't know where God leads, but we only say where he leads, we will follow. We don't know how this will end up, but whenever God says we go, it is how we do. We appreciate everyone that is doing a great work, most especially through you, Brother Tim. You really doing a great work, one in encouraging us, two in supporting us, three in praying for us, four uh, in, you know, uplifting us, providing us with the Bibles, providing us with the message books, because purchasing a Bible here, it is expensive. Getting these books are expensive, but you're trying your level best to ensure that these people get these books at a free of charge. You always bring that scripture that you are given free, so we should give in free. So when you give us for free, we also give in free. So that these people are well, you know, stocked with the message of their day. And we really pray that God will continue providing, like you've just mentioned of the latrines that are left, not only latrines, but even more churches, more people are still fellowshipping under the trees. Because when the word comes, these people receive them. But remember, the word has to separate you from your, you know, your old background. Right. Today when you are preaching, you spoke about brainwashing. Mm. It doesn't brainwash us like when the word says, but brainwashes away all that denominational way. Exactly. And in the way of brainwashing you, it also takes out what God did not give you. Amen. And when he takes them away, those are the shelters. And these shelters, when they go, these people, you find them worshiping under the, shell, the, the tree sheds, mm -hmm. some going in for renting, which is kind of expensive for them. Sure. So when these tin shelters are provided, it really encourages the bride of Christ to see that God really cares to them. Amen. So God bless you, brother Tim. The missions have been moving on well. Yes, I know there have been long-distance uh, meetings, but we kindly pray that you bear with us because these people come from all over the world and sometimes we cannot gather them in a small space of Seta where our church is. Sure. That is why sometimes we go out where people are. Amen. Thank you, Brother Moses. 
We don't have enough time to describe everything that we've seen and heard this week or the week before in the northern or the eastern region. We just thank God for everything that he's done and give him the glory for uh, all of the good things that happened. And uh, if we have regrets, is that we had to cancel one meeting. And But the Lord knows all things work together for good to those who are called according to God's purpose, who love him. And so we just committed into the hands of the Lord to our brothers and sisters in Luero, Brother Aruna and the saints there. We just want to let them know that we love them and appreciate them. So God bless you. This has been from Uganda. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God.